This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 6th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the engaged one, a.k.a. the verified one, a.k.a. the second best Maple Leaf in San Francisco, at Tim Geddes. But Tim Hall. I got to keep you guessing. I, yo, for sure. For if it's sure. not I fresh, there was that. something to what was it? The other day on one of the shows, we came up with a new one for you. I forget what it was, though. It was some other stupid oh, thing. I, forget I don't what know. It was I'm sure it was gone. very offensive to me and not nice at all. Well, not here? What kind yeah. of funny in us? Oh, what thought. How you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, my God. It was good. Not as good as it could have been because I had to wake up early both days for different reasons. Well, you got to. Uh, I, I want to know. the. I only know one of them. Uh-huh. You had to take Cool Greg to run another marathon. I did, and he, he crushed it. So congratulations to him. That was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, and then I, I went to a baby shower, so that was how early was this baby show? Uh, it wasn't that early, but I, I to get ready for it to do a whole bunch of things, you know, sure. errands and sure. news and all sure. that stuff. Um, but yeah, the baby shower was was cool. They played li- there was live music. Oh, um, they played one of my favorite songs ever, Macarena. Yeah, right now I'm blank- blanking on the name. Macarena. No, um, the the girl from Ipanema. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's- I think that's the how you. The, what you it is. I think it was the, it's the girl from Ipanema, Ipanema, right? Yes. Okay. Love that song. Okay. Wow. I would never seen that coming for It's a great you know? song. It's a great song. I, just I didn't expect like that to be what you. No were matter how many times I hear that song, no matter how many versions, and I feel like it's like Skyrim, that song. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. It's sure. Uh, every single person has a version of that song. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And every single one's good. Okay. Good. Fair enough. Yeah. I appreciate that. How was your weekend? It was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Like, uh, we went to bed. I think at nine thirty, both Saturday and Sunday. Congrats. And goddamn, was that amazing? Yeah. Was that it? Was that needed? Mm-hmm. That was incredible. I did not. Yeah. Because I started watching Succession, and I won't stop, Greg. Sure. Sure. sure so sure, we sure, were sure, staying sure. up really. What late. season are we in? First session, right? Uh, now? Still season one. We're only six okay. episodes in. Bing. But uh, bing. Oh, it's, bing, bing, bing. it's real good. Everyone, yeah, you was have right. such a ride in front of you. I'm so I'm so ex- yeah. excited for you. Everyone's told me for years now, Tim, you got to watch this. You're gonna love it. And yeah. I, I knew I was going to, but I didn't expect to love it this much. Like one episode in, I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck all these people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to you, you get to hate for a reason as you watch them go through. I can't wait for the new season. I want to do a rewatch too. Yeah, try to like have that be like the nightly show rather than what are we gonna watch? Exactly. We watch something we don't that's, watch. that's what we've been doing. I talk about this a lot now, but uh, me and G came up with a really good uh, balance of watching stuff where we watch one serious show, uh, reality show, and then uh, a, a cartoon of my choice every <laughs> night. Uh, well, that's the that's the cadence. So okay. usually, I mean, eh, most nights I would say we end up doing at least one cycle of that. Okay. But um, there are nights that we do multiple cycles, and that's when we get crazy, guys. Man, but yeah, you guys get loose. Those nights nuts. we miss it too. But like that—that that is our cadence that kind of keeps us honest and makes us feel like we're not completely wasting our lives. Sure. You know? yeah, we're wasting yeah, yeah, each yeah. other's lives in different ways. Sure, that's with the reality enough. show and the uh, the fact that we're yeah, but the like reality show sometimes that's just needed that comfort job. Oh, food. oh, the it's more needed. Food. I will not. We you watch Love Is Blind, right? You, you watch Love no, Blind. that's the one that I don't. watch. You're an idiot. That's the one You're I don't idiot. watch. I hate you. So I don't much. like it. But it's that thing where at a Royal Rumble, 
it was me, my friends, two kids, and my friend, and then two empty seats from her was one of the dudes from Love Is Blind. Oh, and shit. I didn't mention it to her because I was like, I recognized him, but yeah. I didn't, and I texted Jen immediately. She's like, Oh my god! She's like, Which one? I'm like, Babe, I, we've watched three seasons or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. She would have lost her mind. And so then, like, we got back to the hotel that night and you know tucked the kids in or whatever, and we were talking. And she's like, Also, was that a Love Is? I'm like, You watched that show? I didn't. And she knew everybody. She knew yeah. everybody's name. Yeah, and course. for me, it's totally that thing of like, I'll watch the reality shows and they are junk food and they are like. They're enjoyable in the moment, and then I forget everything that happened. I don't even, you know yeah. what I mean? Couldn't be me. Couldn't, you know, you were, you were doing The Bachelor and I'm doing all, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? I went to I, a live I, podcast last weekend about The Bachelor. Will I'm, you accept this rose? How was it? It was really good. Yeah. Doug Benson was on it. Oh, Funny getting guy. high with Doug Benson? Or mm-hmm. High with Doug mm-hmm. Benson? Or is he, he was really this guy high. does drugs. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, he did drugs. Was he high on this one? <laughs> I seemed it. Damn. It was you great. I mean? Real funny. Fell off the wagon. Yeah. Enough oh, about that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk instead about. The Hogwarts Legacy Review Roundup, Assassin's Creed winning a Grammy, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free about the day's news over at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. If you want to go and support us, we'll go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You can get it with a whole bunch of bevy of exclusive content all on patreon dozens and dozens of episodes you got the kind of beauty you got the shit list Mm -hmm. you got daily gregways mike just did one last week it was great from what i hear i don't know i didn't actually read i was busy i was busy on friday Uh Uh, mike was very proud of it very excited for it good i'm proud of mike yeah me too of course you could also get merch and all sorts of stuff it's all on patreon.com slash kind of funny you could get the ability to watch us record the kind of funny podcast live this afternoon uh without any ads but i digress if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record each and every episode of kind of funny games daily live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games each and every weekday morning of course you'll get the ads you won't get the bonus stuff you won't be able to watch the other podcast live but those are all benefits of Patreon. Uh, if you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, listening on podcast services around the globe. Of course, you see it on your screen right there. If you're going to use the Epic Game Store, use the creator code kindoffunny, and that includes if you're playing on your PlayStation, Xbox, Fortnite, Rocket League, Rumbleverse, rest in peace. R.I.P. Kind of funny. That's what we need for you housekeeping for you uh, a new episode of the last of us hbo episode breakdown is up right now you can see me tim and blessing talk all about episode four of the last of us on youtube.com slash kind of funny and of course podcast services as the kind of funny screencast mm-hmm. uh, ant-man and the wasp in review rewatch is up right now it features eric voss from new rock stars that's youtube.com cool. slash kind of funny and the in review podcast feeds as we get ready for quantum mania yeah and real quick i was on uh, an episode of inside marvel on new rock stars last week with uh, uh eric and jessica clemens so you should check that out too leave some nice comments is he local he is He's from SF, which what? is really, really... What? Well, he lives here now. He's from Florida. Oh, here we go. It's going to be one of these things. Again, you know? He was from Florida, then he moved to LA. If you're 16 years, you're still not from SF. You can't fucking claim it. Now, what can I say? Know. Yeah, you have a kid. He can be There's from facts SF. out here. It, it depends on, like what, like, what age did you move out here, you know? I was in middle school, you know, so... I feel you're like from I'm... Cleveland. Yeah. He's from Cleveland. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one. 
Hogwarts Legacy reviews are up and we have your roundup. Your Metacritic and OpenCritic at the time of writing are both set at 86. Over at IGN.com, Travis Northup wrote, it's a 9 out of 10. In nearly every way, Hogwarts Legacy is the Harry Potter RPG I've always wanted to play. Its open-world adventure captures all the excitement and wonder of the wizarding world with its memorable new characters, challenging and nuanced combat, and a wonderfully executed Hogwarts student fantasy that kept me glued to my controller for dozens of hours. It's certainly weighed down by technical issues, a lackluster main story, and some poor enemy variety, but even those couldn't come close to breaking its enchanting spell over me. Josh West at Games Radar gave it a 3.5 out of 5 and said, Hogwarts Legacy is a solid first attempt. If Avalanche can be accused of anything, it's that the studio has tried to do too much all at once. Something was always going to give. Between the massive open world, the messy RPG economy, exciting action combat, an adventure story that wants to cast you as a hero with homework due on Monday. And then, oi, Governor, Keza McDonald at The Guardian oh, gave yeah. it three out of five stars. Keza wrote, Hogwarts Legacy derives its magic from its setting, not from its game design, which is competent but unspectacular. Battling with spells is thrilling for the first few hours, then incredibly fiddly to control as you accumulate more enchantments to slot into swappable skill wheels. It has a bunch of weird quirks that are straight out of the 2010s. When you arrive at the wrong time of day for a quest, your young witch slash wizard simply lies down on the floor to pass the time. You collect new marginally better cloaks and scarves and glasses all the time that must constantly be swapped in inventory screens and make your character look ridiculous. Every time you find a new uh, hamlet or building, the first thing you do is steal everything in it. There are elaborate crafting and enchantment features that I barely used. Hogwarts Legacy starts to feel uh, like countless open world games of the past decade once you've been playing it for more than 15 hours. However, you get to ride a hippogriff. It's that it's those magical moments and the setting that rescue it from mediocrity, but only if the wizarding world still has you under its spell. Timothy. I can't help but really laugh at that. It has a bunch of weird quirks that are straight out of the 2010s. When you arrive at the wrong time of day for a quest, your young witcher wizard simply lies down on the floor to pass the time. What does awesome. that look like? Like, what do you, what's this even a reference to? It had weird quirks out of the 2010s. I don't remember that from 2010 I, games. Maybe I'm I mean, I remember it. old games having stupid things like stupid, that, where it just doesn't make any sense yeah. why you would do this, but that's what you do Pokemon right now. Come on, gold and silver, man. Exactly. Combination exactly. It was ridiculous. But that, just, I'm just laying down. That's really funny to me. Now, Tim, mm -hmm. we can talk about the reviews, and we will. But of course, this wouldn't be Hogwarts Legacy and the build-up to Hogwarts Legacy if there wasn't drama surrounding it. Of You're course, me, Greg. of course, the you know, as everybody, not everybody, as people have been excited for this game, as more has been brought up to, about this game, the conversation has constantly come back to, in some regards, on most places. Hey, also, uh, J.K. Rowling sucks and is a transphobe. We've talked about that many a time when we talk about Hogwarts. And we Legacy. will continue to, and we will continue to talk about how that's not cool and that trans lives matter. Um, however. This review embargo pops today. Hip, hip, hooray. Okay, fine. The reviews are out. But if you've been looking around, not everyone's reviewing it. Uh, Ethan Gosh from Kotaku put this out today on Twitter. Honestly, it's refreshing to see publishers so brazenly, brazenly, honestly, it's refreshing to see publishers so brazenly play favorites as they try to engineer positive coverage. What does he mean? And again, this is just looking around the internet. I do not work at these websites and I have not talked to people at these websites. There's there some of them you do. 
Well, yeah, I don't, but I mean about this thing. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Currently, there are no reviews from GameSpot, Game Informer, Kotaku, Polygon, kind of funny, and then even Skill Up, who tweeted, no Hogwarts review for me tonight as I did not receive a code. Not going to go back and review it post-embargo as February is packed and I'm working on other things. Uh, Gita Jackson, who, of course, used to work at Motherboard, uh, Kotaku, she says here, uh, Potter uh, on Twitter, Potter review embargo lifts today. A lot of outlets did not get a copy, including the one for which I am reviewing the game. Uh, and then, as I said at the top, I said I want to talk to these. Pl- I don't haven't talked to people about this. Obviously, I've talked to people that are kind of funny because we are kind of funny. We did not get a code uh, pre-release for review of this game. Uh, one came in today at six a.m. Uh, that's four, two hours after the four a.m. embargo for review coverage. So you can read into it how you want. I can. We'll talk about kind of funny and we'll speculate from there. I do think it's interesting if you go to Gamespot.com right now. Again, as I said, they don't have a review up. However, their second image bear, if you can show it on their homepage, is how to help trans people by donating charity. And then their second little gumball is uh, J.K. Rowling's anti-transgender stance in Hogwarts Legacy. That is a January thirty-first article being republished there or whatever. So interesting to speak from the kind of funny perspective of it and uh, what's going on here, right? Obviously, it's within uh, PR's uh, purview and job to give codes to who they feel, and we're not entitled to anything ever. I think, of course, this could be in in the same way Skill Up. I don't know much about Skill Up. I mean, I know Skill Up from the internet, but I don't know coverage of Hogwarts Legacy. It could be very much that we're put into the influencer camp where that happens to us quite a bit, where it's like, oh, are you guys press? Are you influencers? Well, press is getting codes on this day. Influencer getting codes on this day. Influencers usually get them more for a streaming thing when people want it to go that way about it. But again, interesting that I'm not seeing reviews from GameSpot, Game Informer, Kotaku, Polygon, um, and where that would be. It would also be interesting for us, of course, that we had uh, Gotham Knights code well in advance of the Gotham Knights thing, another game published by WB. So to go back to it, of course, then is it just the fact that on shows we've talked about the fact that no one's really, none of our reviewers are really into Harry Potter. This isn't a game we've been jazzed about. Is it the fact that we've been openly talking shit about uh, J.K. Rowling sucking and that, you know, uh, her trans views are horrible and, and do something we don't agree with maybe it's not you know whatever you want to go into on that or whatever you want to choose on it i haven't seen any of these sites talk about what's going on obviously ethan gotch does still work at kotaku so he'd be one there saying something about it but they did play uh picky and choosy with it and i was having a conversation last night uh with someone about this and the fact that it was breaking oh like review embargoes up and then when i was like huh that's interesting because i was really told i was told we're getting code on monday and they wouldn't confirm when the re- review embargo is okay and again that's PR's uh, job. Doesn't make it not bullshit, though. It right? doesn't make it not yeah. bullshit. In this, but this was the conversation I was having last. Night. And to be clear, like, well, we'll get to what is clear, and I think everyone knows me well enough, or whatever. But what I thought was interesting about it was the idea that for so many people, this is uh, maybe not their first time, but the latest example of PR and video game marketing is not about servicing the audience. It is not about servicing the people who want to know if this PR and marketing is about selling the video game. And so, again, that's why PR marketing, well within their prerogative and job view and and mission statement to go, okay, well, these sites have said they don't care about the game and or they've been very vocal about uh, uh, trans rights. So don't give them a code because we won't do what (laughs) that just like when you put it that way, Greg, God damn, they've been vocal about trans rights like that. 
that is like so 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 bad. Fucked up. And yeah. No, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's that like, thing where it's that, like that, that immediate like when you put it that way, it, uh, like fuck everything that we're talking about. Fuck PR and marketing for the games and stuff. Like that is just like you should rethink your life if those are the decisions that you're making. If oh they've talked shit about it because of those decisions, that's uh, I think personally completely different story. But yeah. the fact that a, a site might, uh, yeah. Like that is that's ridiculous, and I, I think that you're not wrong there, and I think that that is the most unfortunate part about this very unfortunate situation. This all goes back to fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck those views, everything else from there. I think kind of gets a lot more muddied and complicated. Sure, um, but there are certain things that I just think there there's not an opinion on it. it there, it's just fact. Trans lives matter. That is a fact, and if you don't agree with that, that's when things get real damn messy. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's, it is a either they talk shit about the game or they do, you know the support trans rights, and that's what it's a weird mashup of what it would be, how it'd be. Again, maybe it is the influencer press bucket thing. It is a million different things. There's no real thing, but the problem is that it's so messy because you can't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why people did this or why they did that. But that's where it's at today for reviews. The reviews are up, and the reviews that are up are mostly positive, which leads us to a question from nanobiologists. You know, you love them. Nano writes in and says, "Hey y'all." Hogwarts Legacy reviews are in, and why is the game getting such high review scores when each review sounds so meh on the game itself? Is it an issue itself with review scores or mega fans of a series reviewing the game? Uh, take out the quote, I've always dreamed of exploring a world like this factor, and the game sounds very okay. Or, like Games Radar puts it, quote, a good first attempt that is too ambitious, end quote. Or, am I just misreading these reviews? Nanobiologist. You know, it's layered, it's complicated, it also sounds like, Nano, you have your your head wrapped around the reality of it here, where, yeah, like, these reviews, like, what we just said is GameSpot, Game Informer, Kotaku, Polygon have not reviewed the game. As of published, I could As not find published, those reviews. Yeah, and those are some of the big review, the biggest reviews that really influence the Metacritic, and... Those are sites that I know for a fact are not coming at reviews from a fanboy perspective. They are coming from it from a very critical games media perspective. I do think that a lot of uh, the reviews might be that we're seeing are going to be biased towards being fans of the thing. That's just how that works. I don't even think that that's a bad thing. That's the point of all this. You get reviews from different points of view. There's going to be a ton of people that are super hardcore fans, but then there's also going to be the video game reviewer perspective that is kind of a little bit more broad and comparing it potentially to other similar titles, whereas the review, some people are doing it as a Harry Potter game, you know, and I think that that's a very valid um, criticism and something that people are going to want to to know and potentially want to have a breadth of different takes on the, the same thing because if they're interested in it. Um, I imagine that if people continue to review this game, I I think that, that the score is going to go down. Mm. And I think it's because, yeah, from what we're seeing, even like you could have pulled from other reviews as well, but what we have right here, um, or, or, or bless whoever did this. Um, Busted. We have the 9 out of 10 from IGN. I mean, that, that's that's big. You know, yeah, like, going yeah. against what I was just saying. Like, that is a, that IGN Yeah, yeah, this is, isn't, to, to, to jump in, and this isn't just like small sites that we're doing our way. No, no, IGN's there. There's, there's I, I'll open up the Metacritic. There's a bunch of like, the major sites you'd expect are there. Exactly. It's just weird that some of them aren't. But so IGN given it a nine, but then Games Radar, Guardian, even like like three, three point five. That to me, I think is we'll get more of those reviews if others start to come forward. Sure. I think that's going to bring the the score down just a bit. But I don't think that the words don't necessarily back up the scores being given. And this is something we always talk about on our own content and and just with reviews in general. Like I I can see the hesitation somewhat of why 
like it sounds like there's a lot of like nitpicking and issues, but I also just think that like those are they seem to be not be that big of a deal, or they're reflected in a three out of five. Yeah, it's uh, nano thing in jumping in and looking at that stuff, and I think then bringing us into a uh, uh, question. And the chat is fired up today, as you'd expect, right? It was, I look at the live chat for YouTube and uh, Twitch. In what inside of <laughs> this uh, ecosystem of comments here was years ago, but in you know probably five minutes ago, somebody went by trying to take a shot at us and be like, well, it sounds, what is it, it sounds like how IGN reviewed uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Or I'm sorry, how kind of funny it sounded when they reviewed Horizon Forbidden West. That sounded like a two out of five or two out of ten. And you guys gave it a three out of, or a four out of five, whatever we gave it. Five out of five, th- four out of five. I don't remember. But we love the game, right? Yeah. It's the idea that when you critique something and write about something, I think it's so, it's so easy to be like, yo, here are the problems that came up. The weird thing of sleeping on the ground, this thing and the other. But... If you're lost in the world, if yeah. you're lost in the adventure, you know, again, like I haven't read every review and I have not played the game. So it, why did they read meh, but they're not? I mean, it's the idea that no pun intended, there's a magic to this if you're a Harry Potter fan. Totally. And I think that like, you know, you're talking about like, maybe you get into the outlets that have the biggest Harry Potter fans or something like that. Like inevitably that's what's going to happen. You know, when I reviewed Ghostbusters for IGN, it was because yeah. I'm a Ghostbusters fan. That That's the kind of person who's going to be drawn to this IP. And it's the same reason why none of us were really drawn to this. You know, none of us are the biggest, and none of the reviewers are the biggest Harry Potter fans where it's like, oh man, this is, I've never dreamed of this, right? Like this isn't my kind, what I want out of this kind of game experience. And so I feel like if you're going into that, the things that when you're doing your review, you're like, yo, as Keza puts out, and Keza, you know, a video game reviewer and friend of the show and somebody I trust and known for years since IGN, right? When Keza's going through and be like, yo, this sucks and that sucks, blah, 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 but you write a hippogriff, right? Like, however, like that, that's a great sentence. However, you get to write a hippogriff. Period. And that, that says something, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, that to me, like with what you're saying, I do think the difference between our reviews and this is that our reviews are a conversation and they're not like the written down specific, like sure. we are trying to make our points perfectly. It is more of a conversation. But I do think that there is uh, a very important similarity between how we do stuff, especially with uh, our numbered scale and how these written reviews with their numbered scale are, are as long as the writer writes it and believes in the score they're giving, like that is the end all be all. They're telling you it's a four. You need to read the words with the framing that it is a four or a five or a nine or whatever the yeah. hell it is. It's like they, they're the ones that are trying to express their opinion to you. You don't get an opinion on their opinion. You do. Sure. Fine. But like, it doesn't change what they're trying to get across to you here. So it's like, yeah, reading through this, it's like, it can't just be like, Oh, complaint, complaint, complaint. Or it's complaints that are trying to frame the reality of, Hey, there's issues here, but I really enjoy this, this, and this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. All, and like, you know, me and bless talk about all this all the time with like the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet or sure. um, Soccer sure. Frontiers or things like that. Or Final Fantasy Crisis Core. Um, this, I do think is a very similar situation where, there's going mileage to be, will vary mileage will vary what yes. do you do how much do you care about harry potter and how much you want to be it you know what i mean like i it, when i read what we've read here about this i i'm like yeah I, as a non-harry potter fan this doesn't sound like an open world game i'd want to go invest a bunch of hours in but that's just because i'm i've never dreamed of attending hogwarts that's never been my what i want to go do with my free time yeah so yeah those are your harry potter reviews well there not we harry potter hogwarts legacy reviews uh of course trans lives matter remember that and we'll see how it continues to go. Yeah, the Metacritic, as we were talking there, you were you're saying you, you think it'll come down. It is... No, wait, I screwed it up. I screwed it up. Forget it. I thought it had already dropped, but it's still where it was. 86, everybody, as of right now, and recording this. RDJ, Greg not wanting to play a game where you attend school. I'm never going back. That's going to be the hardest thing about having Ben. Yeah. Oh, man, school's cool, I guess. Yeah, you know? God. Go there, have fun, I guess. Figure it out. I don't know. 
Number two on the Roper Report, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok has won a Grammy. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. Assassin's Creed's no, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok, and its composer, uh, Stephanie Ukukomono, uh, have won the first Grammy Award for Best Score Soundtrack for Video Games and Other Interactive Media. Uh, the first award for the video game music category comes at the 65th annual Grammys, uh, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok, and uh, the composer won over a whole bunch of different... Oh, they, oh I'm sorry. They won over uh, Austin Wintry and Aliens Fireteam Elite, uh, Bear McCreary and Call of Duty Vanguard, uh, Richard Jocks and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Christopher Tin and and Old World. Uh, quote, I just want to recognize all of the people who fought tirelessly to bring this category to, of video game music into existence, Akanamu uh, said after she accepted the Grammy. Thank you for acknowledging and validating the power of game music. This is truly such an honor. Thank you, end quote. Well, this was the first time the best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media category was included in the Grammys. It isn't the first time uh, the video... It isn't the first time a video game has been nominated and won. In 2011, Christopher Tin's Baba Yedu uh, yeah. was the first song to be nominated uh, and win a Grammy, and it did so in the category of Best Arrangement, Instruments, and Vocals. Uh, in 2012, Austin Wintry and Journey were nominated for the Grammy for Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media, but lost out to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's work on The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Now, obviously winning is the best, but it would be pretty cool to lose to Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. And the girl yeah. with the dragon tattoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can sure. I show you guys the clip that was going around yesterday? Yeah, they mispronounced the game, right? <laughs> and the Grammy goes to... Assassin's Creed Valaha. I feel for him, bro. As somebody who fucks up and they three or four names at least every game's daily, I ain't gonna knock him. I ain't it gonna sucks, make fun man. of him. It sucks. You're up there. Like, I don't know, still you would have hoped... You would, like, again, to give myself credit, I'm coming in fucking, it's black and white, and I'm trying to read a word I've never seen before, mm -hmm. right? He did, he was backstage when they were like, the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, a know. bunch of video game ass titles, though. I'm sure Valhalla? he got the easy Valhalla? one. Yeah, he, Valhalla? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you get in your head. You know what I, I mean? mean? I hear you. Oh, I, <laughs> he, I, he even heard it as he was saying Assassin's, like, Assassin's you see him, Creed. Like, he he's winces, like, oh, fuck, I'm already, like, yeah, I'm already there. Sucks, no, I get man, it, dude. Sucks. I feel I've for you, bro. There, feel for you. Um, but, hey, first off, shout out to Christopher Stint. Christopher Tin, uh, who was the first one to get this for Babietu, and I've seen him perform that song. He composed it, What's or it from? orchestrated it live. Civilization Four. Gotcha. Uh, I've seen him do it multiple times, and it's fucking amazing. Um, love that this is a category at the Grammys. I love that games music is getting more love than ever. Well deserved. Um, definitely an interesting call with Assassin's Creed. I wouldn't necessarily Yo, associate that with um, or the, the more modern ones specifically. Um, with like having iconic soundtracks or anything, but I do think it's important to note that just because I don't doesn't mean that they're not amazing. Like when we talk about these big AAA scale games, like their soundtracks are insanely orchestrated. <laughs> like there are so many people involved in the the scores, and we just kind of write it off because it's similar to movies. Where sure. I feel like we often praise a lot of the more um, quote unquote video game sounding uh, soundtracks, like the more retro style, chip toony or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like just the dedicated theme songs that are, are memorable, like things like Halo or stuff like that. But, uh, Assassin's Creed overall, it's like, yo, there's so much music in those games. And then the quality level is so high that shout out to them for getting, it's what respect. I, it's what I always go back to, right? And you know, you've known me a long time and know that I know what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. And I'm not traditionally good at thinking about music and thinking about a score unless it's either really good or really bad 
And Valhalla is one of those games that I'm playing. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it swells as we're doing something. Like, oh, yeah, we're getting... Like, it amplifies the experience. It makes it better. Hell yeah, man. I thought you'd have more for me. I'm no, I don't. Drink my coffee. I don't. My apologies. Dude, my shout apologies. Grammys dude, doing their shout out to Grammys video game love. I screwed it up. I'm sorry, man. I've been there. It sucks. You know? Plus, he's up there. He's nervous. Probably oh, a public guy. speaker guy. Yeah. Sucks. Anyways, watch the Dice Wars. Me and Stella fuck something up for you. Number three, and Gary's there. <laughs> Gary's presenting an award. You think Gary? that guy's not going to fuck something up? Yeah, that's great. I, is he going to do it in his sweatpants? We'll find out. I hope so. Number three on the Rupper report: Dragon Age Dreadwolf gameplay leaks showing God of War style combat. Sign me up. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. Dragon Age Dreadwolf gameplay has leaked online, offering the first look at Bioware's RPG sequel in action. An anonymous Reddit user shared the early footage on Saturday, claiming that it was captured by a playtester with access to an early alpha build of the game. While the user did not share the entire gameplay video, they did publish screen captures and a description of what it allegedly shows. Quote, It's about 20 minutes of gameplay involving one segment slash dungeon, they wrote. The entire gameplay is set within the Grey Warden Fortress HQ of Whistlehop. Uh, the player character is an elvish knight class. The character screen actually says they are a mid-level Grey Warden, and they've got a sword and shield and a shield. Uh, they also have two party members, another knight dude, and a female dwarf rogue. They added, combat is completely in real time and similar to hack and slash. I'm told the guiding reference point was God of War 2018, and that shows, end quote. Last October, uh, Bioware General Manager uh, Gary McKay stated that Dreadwolf uh, had reached alpha status and was playable, quote, from the opening scenes of the first mission to the very end, end quote. Uh, McKay went on to explain that the team is now focusing on the game's pacing, the various relationships that players can have with other characters, as well as narrative cohesion. This sounds like the Andy Cortez dream. You know, he, he always loves those Dragon Age games, but he always loves active combat, man. Like, a little dodge, a parry, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. This just sounds like the dream for him. I've obviously, it getting God of War style, it's exciting for you. Yeah, I've always, from afar, appreciated Dragon Age, its fandom, uh, the stories it tells. But, you know, it's hard for me usually to get into the whole, like, knights and orcs kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, definitely the combat of uh, Dragon Age wasn't my jam. So this does make me infinitely more excited. And then to, if, you know, again... You assume Bioware is trying to return to being Bioware. Like, hey, we are fucking Bioware. We tell awesome stories. We do. A, if that's going to be in here, layered in with God of War combat, I can see myself super getting into it in the same way uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning back in the day and then re-reckoning more recently, you know, always captured in my heart because it was so much fun to play. Yeah, totally. I'm not a Dragon Age guy, but God of War style combat definitely gives it way more of a likelihood of I'll give this thing a shot. It's true like, that, that you hate dragons, cool. right? I hate dragons, yeah. like actually. Uh, sure. Wolves, yeah. I'm a little bit okay with, but you add some dread to that, and I'm in, dude. Metroid Dread, what a fucking video game that was. I want more. Um, but yeah, this this could be cool. Uh, I We've been talking a lot about EA and that they are on this really nice kind of rise up right now the last couple of years, and I hope this continues it. When you look at Mass Effect Andromeda, that felt like them kind of making a, a misstep with one sure. of their, their bigger... Um, IPs? IPs from like a specific era. I think Dragon Age is, is that as well. Um, and I feel like this is all eyes on this one, right? And I, I think the good news is we don't expect it to be bad. I think that we expect that this has a, uh, a higher chance of being good than fucking things up. But I also think that it might hit that point of we've talked about Dragon Age Dreadwolf for so long that it doesn't really feel like it's real. You know what I mean? It's probably my own, like, oh, that's a franchise I don't care about. I don't feel like we've talked it to death yet. We've talked about, oh, the leak and the thing and then the confirmation, but I don't feel like it's been 
beaten to death in the streets over and over again. But I'm sure by the time it actually comes out, a different story. Yeah, it's not so much beaten to death. More like this reminds me of Suicide Squad a bit, where it's like we we've heard about it enough to not know more. Okay. You know, it's like we've we've there's been little bits here and there, but like that's the thing is like we're talking about leaks, which is the difference. I guess Suicide Squad's leaks as well. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We will see. But speaking of EA on the rise, number four on the Roper Report, Star Wars Jedi Survivor adds much requested fast travel feature. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. EA's Respawn Entertainment has listened to fan feedback and added the much requested fast travel feature to its upcoming Star Wars Jedi Survivor. As reported by Games Radar, uh, Stig, the director, told Play Magazine that Respawn is implementing more ways to travel around Jedi Survivor's worlds by including both fast travel and rideable mounts. The lack of fast travel in the original Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order caused frustration for many fans in the game that was otherwise well received. Players were encouraged to travel back and explore different areas, but without being able to immediately teleport between these locations, were forced to essentially start from the beginning of each world uh, before they could do so. Quote, we will feature both fast travel and rideable creatures to help players quickly get from point A to point, I'm sorry, from point A to B and back to A, Stig said. The fast travel is point-to-point, and the rideable creatures offer a way to quickly negotiate between points and explore what is in between, end quote. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Love this. Um, That definitely was an issue that I had in the first game, both just playing through it the first time, and even the idea of wanting to go back and get collectibles and stuff. Sure, yeah. Platinum, uh, for me, and the the map was so maddening that, yeah, yeah. you can fast travel between points in the level. That'll be nice. You ended up platinum, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've officially given up on the platinum twice because I I, I finished a replay. uh, You know, I I tried platinuming it on the PS4 and gave up uh, with the whole map trophy and then uh, finished a replay uh, over the weekend, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll dedicate some time. And then I got through all of uh, the first planet that I'm blanking on, uh, Bagano. And I did all of that. And I was like, I don't want to do that four more times on four other different planets, especially with Zepho and how big that planet is. Oh, sure. God. No. That's why I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than you. Damn. That's I, what they all say. I got two That's what they all say. Two Greg Miller, the biggest Star Wars fan. No, not the biggest. All right. Nobody's going to. If I say that, Anthony Carboni's going to cry. Oh, I'm Carboni. He's just the worst. He is the you fucking worst. I, mean? I fucking hate him. He's out there. He's about to host the red carpet for Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania. What a sucker. You know what I mean? Everybody boycott it. <laughs> <laughs> no, support Carboni. We love support him. Support Carboni. Um, love that This uh, inspires hope in me, Tim. It's mm-hmm. one of the things we've talked about with this game of, man, the first one was so good. I hope they do it. And I, I forget what show we were on recently talking about it. And somebody said to the effect of like, they know what they got wrong. And so hopefully they'll make sure they don't get that stuff. And like the idea they're adding this kind of stuff in there, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Like I, I can't wait. Yeah, totally. I do have a fear that they're going to go a little too big because I think that what I, I personally enjoyed most about Fallen Order yeah. was the kind of dungeon vibe that it had, where sure. it almost felt like as much of a Zelda as it did a third-person action game um, uh, that equal genres there sure um but i i i'm a little concerned if there's rideable mounts like how are they going to go super big on that stuff because like i could see that being some of the stuff i liked least from the first game like the bigger planets were the ones i was like i don't like this as much even dothamir i think was like a little too mazy for my taste for like how big it could be and like i don't know that fast travel or mounts are going to solve those issues um but i will see we will see, ladies and gentlemen. Right around the corner, even though it got delayed, but still very close. Mm-hmm. What is it, April 28th now? Is that right, Barrett? That sounds right. Day after my birthday. That's how I remember. Biggest wow, Star Wars fan. Yeah. Biggest Damn. Star Wars fan between me and Barrett. Oh, shit. Got me. 
Number five on the five and final on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, right? Yeah. Uh, guess what? The last case of Benedict Fox has gotten a release date. Uh, we go to Kilobril uh, Col Twitter. Uh, release date. The last case of Benedict Fox is launching exclusively on Xbox and PC on April 27th, Greg's birthday. Day one with Xbox Game Pass. Now, you put this in and said yes. Hell I, yeah. I don't know what this is. What is this? Oh, dude. The last case of Benedict Fox is a super dope game that uh, I first saw at um, the Xbox showcase last year at E3. Um, super cool art style. It looks to be a Metroidvania like um, style game. Kind of mixed in the artful escape art style a little bit, but darker. Okay. Um, but yeah, it seems to be more gameplay focused of, of the Metroidvania style. And it just looks gotcha, cool gotcha. as shit. Okay, 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 um, okay. Definitely some Ori vibes in there as well. Um, so really excited for this one. And I have high hopes. Damn, you get tattoos. That's neat. That's how you get your abilities, Greg. Oh, my God. I love abilities. Look at the colors, man. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I remember this, the, this looks dope. When this trailer popped up last year, like I remember you and I like really popping off for this one. It just looks great, yeah. and uh, I love, you know, this is uh, the power of, of what Xbox has been oh, doing. There was a teeth there. That was gross. Yeah, it was nasty, nasty stuff. Huh. Fuck, this looks cool. April 27th, all right. Yeah, April. God, it's going to be a big month, man. The great news is, since it's on Xbox Game Pass, you can spend money on me for my birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of spending money, wouldn't you love to spend money on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny? Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, of course, you can watch us record the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon live and without any ads. You could get dozens and dozens of exclusive programming each and every month, and you could get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny tim 
Mm-hmm. I wore my Shady Rays yeah. to work today when I drove because it gets so shiny out there on the roads. Yeah. And I'm excited to wear them again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But tomorrow's tomorrow. so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. And today, me and Nick are wearing the same jacket. We're both going to be on Kind of Funny Podcast, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same. Yours is more of a lighter white. Get it, Nick. Get it here. Take my mic and then explain the differences. But yeah, these aren't the same. These are these are completely different jackets. Unlike Greg's sweatshirt that Mike's wearing as well today. So oh we get, yeah, yeah. If we can get Mike on uh, on the podcast today, we will look like quadruplets. I like that. Oh, yeah, you want to be triple? I don't. Like I don't that. know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> this is a completely look. This is a completely different jacket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very similar style. The, the the way his Tim's is faded almost like looks more like shirt material than a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Mine is a classic denim jacket. But the more important thing, ladies and gentlemen, is we should wrap this show up asap because we are going into part three. Of my dead space, space playthrough, and I'm very, very He's excited like the about that. Grammys guy, I didn't watch the Grammys. No one watched the Grammys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> He's right. He's right. No one watched it. We just all tweet about it. I heard Blessing was tweeting about it. it went on like nine hours or some shit. Yeah, because I I think there was like pre awards that were given up before Classic. like the actual Classic. show and stuff. Because uh, I think it was like Viola Davis like got something to get her the EGOT or something. I think. Which was pretty cool, and then that was yeah. Villa like Davis got an egot. Yeah, cool. I, I, you know what? I'll confess it. I don't know what an egot is. I don't know what it is. It's you, got? you get an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Okay, fair isn't enough. that cool as shit? That cool, yeah. <laughs> now that you, you know, back. They, call it, they call it the egots now because the last one is a streamy that we got to get. There it is. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Denim Bros. <laughs> Denim Bros, baby. Do you Out like today. it? Do you hate it? What is it, Greg? Oh, I like it a lot. No, I like right, it. By the way, I need to keep is, saying You know, this. this just leads to nine months from now when we launch the kind of funny denim jacket. <laughs> it's got the smiley on it. I like it. <gasps> Denims and chains, everybody. Greg, I want to keep saying this on shows so that sure. one day it becomes true. Yeah. Guess what this show is going to do? I don't know. Get an Emmy. Oh, okay. I don't know how, but we're going to make it happen. I've been Googling it. Okay. Oh, Nick's back. Jesus Christ! You know this is yeah. what happens. You get ahead. You you do you you start ending the show like early, I'm like sorry. ten minutes early, and Nick will just come out and he'll just ad lib. I need everyone that's watching the show right now at home or at work to go retweet what I just tweeted. Uh, it's a quote tweet to uh, uh, I think it's discussing film. A twenty four is making a the backrooms movie. And I want to get me, myself, and Andy in it. And I want Andy to be the first person to do it. I saw that get deleted from the, the thing because it was some streamer they said that said that. Uh, that's unfortunate. If they make a Backrooms movie, <laughs> if they make a Backrooms movie, um, I want me, Andy, and Stomach Mike to get in it. Hashtag let Andy die first. Wow. Hashtag let Andy die first. I love it. Make sure you intercap it, though. Out today. Dicey Dungeons. PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh, oh, oh. I'm excited for you to say this. Yggdra Union will never fight alone on PC. The only why, people who are mad at people who love... G-G-D-R-A? Whatever. Yggdra. New, new dates for you. Everspace 2 is launching April 6th on PC. Uh, Remedium, Sentinels, is coming to PC uh, via early access on the Epic Game Store. And Steam, February 28th. Respawn will introduce a team deathmatch mode to Apex Legends Season 16. Revelry, when it launches February 14th, that's Valentine's Day. Uh, Bleak Sword is making its way to Nintendo Switch and PC soon with a demo on Steam now. And then Mist Mobile will launch on February 9th for iOS. iOS, get in the game. You're trying to like EA Sports it a bit there? But it was just a little different, like a knockoff version like mm-hmm. on the iOS stores. 
That's fine. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And then Mist Mobile will launch. No, I already said this. Sorry. And then deals of the day for you. Wario 64 reports that Doki Doki Literature Club Plus Premium Physical Edition on PlayStation 4 is $13.58 on Amazon. Wow. It's a weird price point. Yeah, what the hell? Is that a, I never finished Doki Doki. Is that, a, is that a reference to something, Barrett? I mean, it's been years since I've played there. I don't. 1358 wasn't an important number in, in, the, in, the, in the Doki Doki Literature Club universe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't. It's been a, it's been a while. Mm. Huh. Okay. Uh, right there, instead of using you're wrong, somebody says, links to a bloody disgusting article. Looks like the back, back room thing is actually rumored, but not confirmed. Again, I think the rumor stems from just some YouTube person. Mm. I only saw the chatter on KFGD while we were doing Last of Us. We were doing Last of Us. I saw it in the thing. I saw it get deleted. I saw Raj walk it back. Mm. Raj, if you're out What's there, I can explain fault? what's getting walked back. Explain it to me. If you don't want to, Raj, you want to keep doing your job. Be nice, Raj. Is he? I don't know. Is he on the probation? Yep. He's, uh, yeah. Damn, how many he's strikes has he got? Seven. He's got a seven. blue shirt on, too. It's not a, jean, it's not a denim right. shirt, but he's it is a blue close. shirt. I would like to point that out. It is a blue shirt. I digress. We get, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We have a required reading for you. That's right. Uh, this is actually from the PlayStation blog. Uh, MLB The Show is adding new storylines mode highlighting the history of the Negro Leagues. Again, this is the PlayStation blog. You can go to blog.playstation.com or wherever you get your PlayStation blog news. I digress. There's a video too, Barrett, if you want to toss it up. The Negro Leagues are an important part of baseball and American history, whose iconic figures are not nearly as well-known as other baseball players from the era. We plan to use MLB The Show as a gateway to expose new generations of baseball fans to these historic figures and their stories of triumph over adversity. You might be asking yourself, how we'll accomplish such a daunting task? Enter Storylines, a new game mode in MLB The Show 23 focused on a particular player. Users will experience an entertaining narrative journey through short informational videos, followed by gameplay reflecting important moments in that player's career. Are they showing it? Because I want to see this. Uh, We could not be happier to finally introduce the Negro Leagues into MLB The Show. It's a special project for Sony San Diego, uh, and we are grateful and appreciative to be partnering with the families of the players, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, and NLBM president uh, Bob Kendrick to bring these stories to life in a video game. Uh, the post continues, but you can read all about it on the PlayStation blog. And yeah, this is super cool. Super freaking cool. This man. reminds me of both, and I haven't seen what's being shown yet. I just what, Going off of what I read, it reminds me of a little bit of, and not in the historical sense, but storylines of long shot of, you know, when Madden would be like, hey, or at college football, would be like, hey, these games ended in a very specific way. Try to do what Madden did that too. Uh, even uh, the Ray Mysterio Showcase from yeah. WWE, uh, stuff like that. And MLB The Show a couple of years ago, I think back in 2018 or 2019, did a like kind of like play the most historical moments in MLB history. So it seems like it's it's something similar, but they want to, you know, give context and like add story and, and stuff like that and, uh, you know, talk a little bit more about the history rather than in that in that mode from a couple of years ago. It was like you, you played the moment. There was like a 30-second thing, like giving the context for something, and that was about it. Uh, and it's cool to see them go even further into that uh, for this uh, new mode. It's really cool. Again, as somebody who doesn't play the MLB the show like this is something I could see me downloading off of a uh, game pass go through play a couple of these absolutely no. yeah this is this is really really cool good for you guys Kansas City what up Kansas City Missouri Kansas City Kansas I would say something mean about you but you won't see it because you don't have electricity 
the crater that is Kansas. Oh my God! Not, you know what I mean? We just like let's move on. I'm, I'm. Ups- you know what I mean? You know what are you upset about, Greg? No, I'm not. Oh, I was gonna do. I was gonna mention something from The Last of Us. Got it. But I was like, you know what? That's just yeah. Doesn't worry about. Yeah, it. go check out our screencast though. Our breakdown. We'll see it, everybody. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and, of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. We only have one. It's from Boss Baby who says, Tim's new title was New York Times Published. You're right. That's what I was looking right. for. That, If I'm being that's honest, me. ladies and gentlemen, that's why I also, was like. Stop, stop writing in with my, my monikers. Come up with your own monikers, motherfuckers. Wow. Wow, Damn. look at that. Damn. We got a boss baby fight. Who's the real boss baby? Nobody knows. He's the boss. He is the boss. Uh, speaking of the bosses, let's talk about your host for the rest of the week. Uh, Tuesday, it's going to be me and Blessing. Wednesday, Blessing and me. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing. If you are watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, guess what? T- Nick already told you, Dead Space is next. Mike, Andy, and Nick will continue Nick's playthrough. As he tries to beat all these neck morphs to death. I love it. And hey, you know, we're trying a lot of different stuff on the kind of funny streams uh, that we do every day on yeah. twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, one thing is we are live on both platforms. I know a lot of people know that, but there was a lot of people out there that don't realize that. So once we're off games daily, there is another video you can go to on YouTube um, that is the boys hanging out playing games. And in the last couple months, we've been trying different stuff. We're trying to continue doing different things, but doing full playthroughs of the game is something that we're really interested in. And just so y'all know, like we're trying to commit to it, like for Dead Space, like we are, we're trying to beat the whole game. So uh, they're doing it live. But if you can't watch live, you can always watch the VOD of the streams later. Um, and I think that a lot of people think that all the streams are just people hanging out and like not really like focusing. There's some level of that no matter what. But there's the VODs are, I think, really good content. So go back and check out some of the things that we've done recently. I know that um, James Burke doing the last speed awesome. run was super awesome. And you guys are showing up for that. I think that the the video version of that is like almost at 30K. So go check that out as well. In addition to all the other things they're doing, I know they're playing through Elden Ring. And that looks like Boo. people last. Um, so we also did like the streams. GoldenEye stream like a, like a week or two ago. That was really fun. Uh, just uh, fun stuff like that. Yeah, know? we got a lot of fun stuff planned as well coming up. I know I'm trying to get the boys to play a cool game in a couple Fridays. I don't want to say anything what yet, though. That? What does that mean? Just some teases. Just some hints, Greg. I, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, next week we're doing something cool with me. Maybe. Monday and Tuesday. I'll keep you posted oh, when I can talk about that. That is cool. You know what I'm talking about? That is really cool. You know what I'm talking about on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A never before seen type of cool. Never? <laughs> That's, that might be drumming it up a bit much. But it's true, though. <laughs> You'll true, see guess, on yeah. Monday. Hold on. Now. I want to look at something here. What do you want to look see? at? Something. Yeah. What do you want to do? I, I have breaking news for you. Whoa. The James Burke Last of Us thing is over 40. It's 41,000. 41,000 people wanted 41 to see. 41K Club, baby. 41K Club. If you want to see The Last of Us Part 1 beat in less than three hours, making my friend James Burke the top three Last of Us speedrunner in the world, you can go check it out on YouTube.com. I took kind of some of his games. tips, too, because I started a replay of Part 1 over the weekend uh, to catch up with like, where the show is at. And there are some parts where I was like, I'm just going to run through and do exactly what James did here. Just that's to skip awesome. through it. Yeah, but now, I, the way he fights David, I was like, damn, I'm going to do that. Yeah, damn, that's, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that Once was so cool. Do that and beat David in 20 seconds, and then I don't have to be stressed out for like 10 minutes while I try to fight this man. This man. We got to, when it hits 48K, we got to get him a shirt. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. 
kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. You know what the headlines are going to be. You see what Twitter's popping off about. Ask us questions, chime in with your opinions, be on the show. Of course, you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe. Of course, the best way to consume our content is patreon.com slash kindoffunny over there. You can toss us a few bucks, keep the lights and mics on. Of course, you get each and every episode of Games Daily ad-free. Of course, you can get us uh, the ability to watch the podcast record ad-free unless they're embargoed like some of them are this week. And of course, you can get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of the show. If you want to support us for free, use the creator code KINDOFUNNY over on the Epic Game Store or Fortnite Rocket League wherever you can input it on whatever device you can input it on. For now, like I said, streams are happening, podcasts this afternoon. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. My hand's cold.